When I was a kid, I always thought it was kind of funny how you could sum up the basic premise of any Pixar movie with one plural noun. For instance, Toy Story was about toys. Toys that experience human emotions and act like real characters. A Bug's Life was the same thing, but with bugs. Monsters, Inc.? Monsters. Finding Nemo? Fish. And the same can be said for the movie we're talking about on this episode. It's a movie about superheroes, but it certainly wasn't the first movie about superheroes. Even as a kid, I could tell from the earliest promotional material for this movie that there was something different about it from the other Pixar movies. For one thing, it was the first one to focus primarily on human characters. And as Pixar's sixth major motion picture, it was also the first one in which only one person is credited for story, screenplay, and directing. For this film, Pixar handed over the reins almost entirely to Brad Bird, director of 1999's The Iron Giant, and in doing so they allowed him to make my favorite Pixar movie, my favorite superhero movie, and one of my favorite movies, period. Today, we're talking about The Incredibles. This is Purely Nostalgia. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the stuff that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if it was actually good or if we just thought it was. My name is Eli Shap Smith, the greatest goods you're ever going to get, and I will be your server today. Uh, helping me out here is, what's your name again? And I'm Clint Supersuit Page. And I, I'm the, yeah. uh, the maitre d'. Supersuit? Super suit. You just went with super suit because that's a thing that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I'm Eli Tree Smith because there's <laughs> a tree in the movie. <laughs> I okay. Uh, I'm I'm Clint Sky Page. We could keep doing this the whole episode. You know what? Mm-hmm. Let's let's. Okay. 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 Uh, there's a car. Uh, yeah, there was a car. Eli a Car Smith. Car. Uh, we, okay, so this is this is we have a proclamation to make. This is the first episode yeah. of the Silver Age of Purely Nostalgia. This podcast, mm-hmm. this is when, yeah. moving forward, is going to be the best it's ever been, and it, it, the best it ever will be. They're going to look back on episode eight of this podcast as the 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 episode where things really shifted, and <laughs> like we really just kind of locked in to our purpose um, and our mission. Yeah. And yeah, get ready, folks, because this is when we start to get good. This is when it gets good. We're we're already good, but like now we're gonna be real good. Now we're like now now we're getting paid. So the Silver Age is probably gonna last a hundred and fifty episodes, which I yeah I predict at least I'm predicting a hundred and fifty three episodes. Uh huh. And uh, after that, a purely nostalgia movie. Oh yeah. It does it does not go well. <laughs> it's a documentary about us. Yeah. Because it's a, well, yeah, and here's the thing. It's it's a documentary in the style of a podcast, so the screen's just going to be black, and it's all audio. Yeah, but we're going to make a trailer that has actual footage, so people uh-huh. are just going to be really upset when they walk into the theater, and there's no... As they should be. There's no visual component to the film. It's not really a film. No. It's just a podcast episode. No, there is one mm-hmm. thing on the screen, but it's just... <laughs> the screen that you see on your iTunes when when you're when you're listening to a podcast on your phone that's all that's on the screen. <laughs> yeah. So or like the it, the sides of the screen like go in like so it's like the the mm-hmm. the correct like aspect ratio of an iPhone screen. 
and then that's just what it looks like. <laughs> it's it's a very small screen. It's the size of an <laughs> iPhone screen. Oh yeah, it, it goes in, in like vertically far. and horizontally. <laughs> or or the one of the people that work at the theater has to stand up front and hold a phone up the entire time. <laughs> And they have to play it from the phone. And so you have to listen very close to what's happening. It's not going to be well-received, this movie. No. I'm, I'm going to say a 3 out of 10. And that's why it's going to be what closes out the Silver Age. But we're still going to keep doing the podcast for probably five or six years after that. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be any good anymore. Yeah, and uh, we will hate each other. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, <laughs> so that's the plan. Other than other than that, in the short term, we're going to talk about The Incredibles today. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> next week is Incredibles 2, and I said next week, not two weeks. We've got an episode yeah, coming out next a week. week from today about yeah, the sequel. Yeah, we're stretching ourselves thin. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Incredibles. Before we talk, start talking about this very good film, <laughs> before <laughs> it just feels really good to like think about the fact that we're going to talk about a movie that, like, people think is, is good is great <laughs> it's a good movie like it's not just Hooray. a movie that we like it's a movie that like other people think is good mm-hmm. that's Which very exciting I, i'm very ner- i'm also kind of nervous about this yeah because like i'm nervous to cover something that's good because in the past we've just been so cynical and called everything doo-doo and garbage mm-hmm. and now there's actually some weight behind this because it's a good film. I'm kind of scared that Brad Bird's going to come up and snap my neck if I say something that, like... I would be honored <laughs> if Brad Bird snapped my neck. I would be honored if Brad Bird snapped your neck, too. Not <laughs> mine, though. Because <laughs> I can, like... We can replace you on this podcast. Yeah. But I'm the there's, first voice you hear after There's the thousands of diabetics. So I can say, I'm Eli Shap smith This is my host... Brad Bird, he murdered Clint Page. And then Brad will be like, okay, we're only talking about animated movies from now on because animation is the only type of film that matters. Yeah, and he and you better not say that it's like a cartoon. Animation. No, no. It's a regular film. And Mission Impossible. <laughs> Which one did he and do? Ghost Ghost Nation? Ghost Protocol. Ghost <laughs> Rogue Daddy. <laughs> Danny Phantom. Go. Mission Impossible Danny Phantom. The last three, the, the three newest Mission Impossible movies, the titles, I feel like, could all be interchangeable. <laughs> Mission Impossible Rogue Daddy. I like that a lot, actually. Is that where he's like, take, he's just trying to get his daughter to preschool? <laughs> and things just cannot go right. Ethan Hunt is having a rough day. Um, all right well, let's <laughs> how, have you, how have you been clint <laughs> uh, i've been good um can i tell you about my weekend yeah you can do that all right so this weekend i went to two parties no that's right no you I didn't who's Oh, so you just assumed that it wasn't like That's a the only party. kind of party there is. It's like with birthdays and cake uh, at the I roller skating I rink. I could have gone to a rager. You don't know. There could have been drugs. What's there a rager? Been, is that where? Know. Is that like where when you're at your bowling rink, 
skating party when they turn the lights real low and they play like the edgy Christian music, like Skillet. <laughs> is that what a rage they play is? Switch foot. They play Switchfoot and you're like, I, hmm, I dare you to move. I, I guess it's Christian. That, so you went to two ragers. Tell me about these ragers. So the first one was my niece's second birthday. Ah, okay. uh, The theme of it was the wheels on the bus. Okay. <laughs> That's it was... a great theme. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, it was a fun time. They live in they live in Crossville, Tennessee, which is two hours away from my house. Ah, Crossville. And yeah, and I got com- Chandler and I got confused with the time change, so we showed up an hour and forty five minutes late. Mm. And surprise, surprise. Children don't stay a long time for a two-year-old's birthday party, so mostly everyone was gone. Yeah, typically, um, like, they last, like, 40 minutes, right? Yeah, typically so. I mean, it was a f- I, I'm glad I got to see my family and my niece, who does not like me to hold her. Um, she likes to look at me, and she laughs at me, and then I try to pick her up, and she says, I don't like it. This sounds and like so- my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. to look at you and laugh at you, but I don't like it when you try to pick me up. When I try to hold you. <laughs> uh, and then my second rager was today. We're recording on Sunday. Um, it was my future nephew's um, first birthday party, because guess what? I'm engaged. Future? And, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought future, it was like your my, unborn nephew. <laughs> my unborn nephew's first birthday party. We did it in advance, in case we're all busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, the theme to this one was where the wild things are. You should change which... your Twitter bio to future uncle, like <laughs> like Chris Hardwick is like a future father. That's what <laughs> But um, the theme to that one was um, where the wild things are, which that was a fun time. And um, one of Chandler's nieces said probably the funniest sentence I've ever heard in my life. Are you ready for it? I'm so ready. All right, so Chandler and I were sitting on her sister's back porch. We were uh, eating uh, our, our lunch, and her niece walked out into the porch. She's four years old, and she was like, I can't go inside. And we were like, why? What's the matter? And she's like, I'm scared. There's people in there. And she was just trying to be silly, you mm-hmm. know, um, As and she's just being shy. And then Chandler and I were like, oh, it's okay. We'll protect you. And she, like, turns around about face at us and goes, what? What are you going to do? You're not God or Elsa. (laughs) (laughs) This wicked generation. (laughs) Worshipping. Who can blame them, though? She has freezy powers. And she... She can make a really pretty dress from thin air. She's basically God, right? The the two most important members of the Trinity. God, the Father, the Son, God, the Elsa. Holy Spirit, and Elsa. And Anna. But only... Um, no, Anna's, Anna's not. Anna's not and, in and, the Trinity. Uh, and, and God, she doesn't no, have powers. Not Olaf. Not Olaf. Please, no Olaf. No, of course not. He's Satan. He's an he's an abomination. He has no guts. <laughs> he does not have a soul. No. He's a but, yeah, homunculus. Can, can, mm-hmm. can we agree that that was one of the funniest things you've ever heard? Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, one of the I, yeah one of them. I'll agree to that. But it, it might be like top two hundred. I'll say that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Two hundred. Yep. 
Well, uh, how is how how have you been? I've been good, man. I've just been to the beach so much. I've just wow. I am I'm so toasty. Like if you saw me, you'd be like, "Why are you so handsome?" And I'd be like, Why "I can't is your help hair it." So blonde. I can't help it. I'm just a surfer boy whose hair is getting blonder and blonder. <laughs> um, so Clint got me ladybugs, <laughs> a bunch of them, fifteen hundred of them. Yep. We could talk about this for hours and hours. You can go watch the videos. They're on Twitter. Um, you and got, Facebook. They are my 1,500 children. Go look at them. And <laughs> it's my, your TLC special. <laughs> my 1,500 children. So we're talking about The Incredibles today. It's the family mm. superhero movie. Um, Clint, what was your experience with this one as a kid? <laughs> this is my first illegally watched movie. That's... I am so offended. Brad Bird would be so angry to hear that. Shall he's I? He's such expel? a proponent of the cinema. On, on, I know. on Twitter, he's just always like, movie theaters, you got to get into the theater. That's the only way I to know. watch a movie. He is so angry at you right now. I know. Do you want to know? Um, like, this is like very illegal how I did this. Uh, but I was a child. I was in, uh, how? what grade were you in when this came out? Oh, goodness. Fifth I don't grade, probably. Remember. Fourth that or fifth sounds grade. right. 2004, fourth grade fourth grade then i was in third grade yeah that sounds right um but my uh, my aunt knew a guy who would um pirate movies and just give them to her Your and so aunt. that's how i watched this movie the first time was pirated and um then i saw it in theaters then i saw it in theaters um but my first experience was watching it like at my house kind of grainy and with people walking back and forth in front of me. I didn't even know that people watched movies illegally back then. I thought back then everyone was, like, a good person, and we all just no, yeah. went and paid our... Whatever price it was back then, it was, like, five fifty. Five, Yeah, five cents, maybe. But, well, that's a an exaggeration. A I'm trying to deliver the facts to these people. I... I'm just trying to deceive them. Yeah, so you, t- you said you saw it two times in theaters after that? No, I, I saw it. I just saw it once um, as a, you know, a, 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 a sin boy, and then I saw it in theaters um, one time. Okay. Um, with my grandmother. You have a better memory than me because I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I I know <coughs> I saw it in theaters. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, and and I can't save my impression on of this movie upon rewatching it until the end, which we haven't, mm-hmm. we've already talked about how we love this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I liked this movie as a kid, definitely, but I've, mm-hmm. I, and I've probably seen it in full upwards of 10 times. Um, and it's like every time I watch it, I like it more than I did the last time. Yeah. It definitely ages really well. I don't think I would have ranked it above many of the, preceding Pixar movies when I first saw it as a kid because I actually right. remember being a little bit disappointed that it was about humans. It was the first Pixar movie that completely yeah. centered around humans and I was like, what? I'm used to Pixar being like, alright, this <laughs> one's about um, a, fr- a refrigerator. <laughs> this one takes place in a wallet and it's about uh, dollar bills <laughs> and <coins>. quarters. <laughs> um, this one takes place in a phone and it's about emojis. No, that wasn't Pixar actually. Contrary to popular belief, that wasn't a Pixar film. 
it doesn't fit into the universe, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I remember being kind of sad that it was about people, even though it was superheroes. I was like, mm, mm, they're gonna have to do a lot <laughs> to hold my attention, and <laughs> they've got a yeah, they've got a tough hill to climb with this <laughs> one for nine-year-old Eli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it it was good. It was a good movie. <laughs> when I saw it as a kid, I was like, this is a good. This is a Pixar movie. I think I like it. This Dash kid, he's pretty funny. He's a um, cool kid. Yeah, it would have been your age. They're doing some punches and stuff. I can get behind this. Those are some good kicks. I I like those kicks. Most of the punches I would say are better than Spy Kids punches. <laughs> ah, <laughs> it's debatable, but I would say it's debatable. I would say they are better than Spy Kids punches. Didn't have the uh, patent pending Robert Rodriguez punch. Right. You know that where he the comes hit in with that a jet makes pack. you fly back. Yeah, that, that, and then you fly back 150 feet. Frozone is definitely the machete of this movie, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? It yeah, actually, this so. movie does sort of have a similar plot to Spy Kids. Oh, we're gonna have some fun today on purely nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember you and I talked about that. We do. Yeah. On our first Spy Kids episode. Yeah, it, we kind of teased at it a little bit. It's a very similar plot. Kids, mm-hmm. it's instead of spy kids, it's or instead of spies, it's superheroes. They find out. Well, no, they've always known that their parents known were they superheroes. Have powers. But it's like sort of about the kids having to rescue the parents and about how like family togetherness is like a good thing when you're fighting crime. Right. And there's an uncle, sort of, but he's not really an uncle. Uncle figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say um, this is better though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> debatable, but yeah, no, it's absolutely better. And um, kind of to touch on what you said earlier, I watched this movie again last night, and oh my word, it it definitely it ages so well, like it's some so of the meaning good. behind it, and like I, I, I de- a lot of things were definitely lost on me when I was a kid, right. like Bob Bob at his workplace, I found that hilarious and also just like kind of disturbing a little bit because it mirrors like actual professional life so well it kind of it kind of depresses you to watch that scene you're like oh oh this is accurate is this gonna be me when i'm 50 or however old he is yeah Um, really it's already me now (laughs) (laughs) Um, you laugh but it's actually very true okay i'm sorry (laughs) you didn't talk about it no i'm good you just don't punch your boss through a wall like he, he punches boss through like so many walls. He, he he threw his boss through five walls. That's why I gave this movie five stars out of five because that's the number of walls he punched <laughs> well, his boss through. So you're determined your movie if there's no wall breaking or no wall punching, you're like mm, zero stars. Right. That's why Incredibles two gets a lot more stars because I think. Dash or Jack Jack runs through a bunch of walls yeah, <laughs> in that one, but like through a through a dimension. Yeah, well, and no, Jack Jack passes Dash. through. Jack Jack runs. Oh yeah, that's yeah. He runs through episode. so many walls. We're yeah. not there yet. Sorry, that was my fault. Mm. Mm, Incredibles two, not a good movie. I hated it. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Um, um, but yeah, so experience as a kid. Um, I do. Did you like superheroes a lot? Did you read comics or like? I read comics as a kid. I don't think I did when I first saw Incredibles, though. I I, mm-hmm. I start I got super into reading um, a lot of Batman comics and some Iron Man comics, but I think that was when I was in like middle school, so it wasn't yeah. really a a thing when I first saw the Incredibles. 
Um, and I, I I don't think I was super into su- superheroes at the time. I definitely got mu- very into superheroes later. How about you? Yeah. This this was probably the year I like really got into superheroes. And I think Incredibles probably helped a little bit. But I, I started watching, um, and I don't know if you watched it either, but like the X-Men animated series. I watched a little bit I, of that, yeah. I, I watched that all the time. And I also watched like Superhero Static Shock. Do you remember that? That was a great show. Maybe not. It was a great show. <laughs> In my mind. Right ah, well, you know, I, I remember it being great. Yeah. And also like the Justice League. I watched, you know, the animated series with that. I always thought Justice and League was boring. <laughs> I, was, I did too, but I was, I was always like, like, they're not colors. doing anything. <laughs> It was probably just, really good. I just wasn't into it as a kid. They're just debating. <laughs> if they're just talking about the Trade Federation. And <laughs> it's why, like the Star why, don't Wars you go pu- why don't you go punch somebody? Yeah. How many walls has has Batman punched someone through in this episode? Zero. Zero, Zero stars for me. his costume. Yeah. But yeah. I, Bruce I got Wayne? Got... What is he doing? <laughs> Who is that? raising funds at this charity event i don't care about this <laughs> and then the chris nolan movies he's like doing push-ups in his house and i'm like just put on the the suit where you just look like a suit, bat dude i don't care about put any of this bats. nonsense that suit makes you look like you have muscles you idiot he keeps talking about ones? he keeps talking about his friend batman and i'm like i just want to see batman on the screen right now I just want to see Batman kill someone. You don't see a whole lot of the superheroes in their suits in The Incredible. I guess you do. Um, uh, towards the end. I will say, I mean, it was very good, but as a kid, probably for like younger ones, it had a very slow start, a very slow build for kids. Um, for adults, I liked it a lot. It goes right right into the action. Though. The, the opening titles, and it's like... Well, they have they have like the little interview thing. Well, yeah, but like yeah, that's like a minute. Yeah, but I'm talking about like after you know Bob and Helen get married. Uh, spoiler alert. Sure. And you're it's kind of establishing like their modern day lives. It is a little slow. Yeah, the first hour for, for a Pixar movie. The first hour is Mrs. Or sorry, <laughs> she's not Mrs. Incredible. Elastigirl no, no, refusal of the call, which translates to her children as well. It's all about Mr. Incredible. But he's just mm-hmm. he's kind of a fat superhero man and you're like, oh, kind of I wish he was fighting person. crime alongside his family. And as a kid, mm-hmm. you are kinda like, Yeah, wh- I thought this was called the Incredibles. Why are they why are they not there fighting why are they crime not with together, him? yeah. Right. But I I mean like as a as an adult, I liked, you know, the slowness and the pacing of it a lot. Yeah. Because it definitely humanized them and made you feel for the family yeah as a unit yeah hey hot take good movie yeah a very good movie uh hot hot take (laughs) my favorite superhero movie uh yeah mine too yeah not just like dc marvel blah 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 whatever no this stands alone as my favorite superhero movie yeah without a doubt for me i think I, i guess next next up for me would probably be the dark knight which is not a creative answer but yeah Right, right, right. Um, but but it is a there's good, still I mean, a pretty wide gap there for me. Yeah. Right. I just but, love uh, animation, and anytime I can see it done well in a way that is good to both kids and adults, it just excites me. I just love like a really, really good animated movie. I think a good animated movie, to me, is better than a good live-action movie. It takes so much for an animated movie to be like acceptably good. Because you can always hire, like, good-looking actors or whatever and, like, have good lighting. But, you know, that's already pre-made. With animation, they got to start from literally nothing. 
and that's why it's so impressive to me. It's it's just it it adds an extra art form into the movie making process, and it's a I don't know like I I I like watching like reading a comic book because I'm like looking at the art and the pictures like that's a really fun experience for me holding a comic book in my hand. I used to do like the uh, Marvel Unlimited or whatever, but like I don't mm-hmm. do that anymore because I liked like looking at this piece of art, and that's kind of what it feels like looking at an animated movie. I feel like I'm looking like even if it's not hand drawn animation, which you don't see much of anymore, it's like right. a bunch of people worked really hard to make this look good, and it looks good, and like and that's looks exciting. Really good. I to this week was like animated, you know, hardcore week for me. I watched Incredibles and I also watched Wally, and. Oh my word! Wally is just a beautifully animated movie. <laughs> like, I it it's crazy how good Wally looks. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful movie. The, I haven't seen it in years, and when I when it first came out, I think I wanted to be a cool person who had smart opinions, and I told people mm. that it was my favorite Pixar movie, but I know I was lying. And right. <laughs> I need to rewatch it and see how, what I think of it now. <laughs> it's definitely it definitely holds up. Like it, it is, it's so good, and it's just masterful storytelling. That it's, it, it's just be a beautifully made movie. Yeah. I was watching it with my dad and my brother, and we were just like in awe because there's sequences for like maybe forty five minutes where there's no talking. It's just all like visual storytelling, and it, it's just so beautiful. Like the animated work on it is fantastic. But away from Wally, and now back to The Incredibles. It's like the it's like the beginning of like the first Star Wars movie is like a lot of minutes of like R two D two walking around a desert. <laughs> it's yeah, like shocking yeah. how, how much of that movie is just. But like I feel like Wally was similar in that way where it was like they they figured out how to make this little robot who doesn't talk interesting and I like care about him. I care what happens to him. I care yeah, about him I'm falling in love with the iPod lady. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what I call his girlfriend. She looks like an iPod. Yeah. Eva. I'm a seven-year-old man. Every, like, sleek electronic device is just an iPod to me. <laughs> With the Facebook lady, right? <laughs> um, but, um, as kind of going back to experience with the Incredibles experience as kids, do you remember the um, teaser trailer that came out for the Incredibles? Yeah, it was just Mr. Incredible, like, trying to try on his <laughs> suit, his and he couldn't on. get it on because he was fat. Because that's how they had to <laughs> sell this movie to us. It was great. The teaser trailer is so funny. It has nothing to do with the movie at all. Like, well, that's what all it, Pixar like teasers used to be. Is they were just there was like a, a scene that wasn't actually in the movie. They don't really do that anymore. I kind of wish they did. Um, but the 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 teaser for it is hilarious. The, just the physical comedy of it, and it looks really good. They spent a lot of time animating that. Clearly. Well, yeah, um, but it, it's just Mr. Incredible in his current red suit trying to like button his belt or hook his belt on and he's struggling he's struggling cuz he's a fat man but he's like i guy. feel like what that the version of that movie that it projects is a simpler movie than what we actually got because oh, Brad Bird but... is a is a man who has a lot of things he wants to say mm-hmm. in his movies mm-hmm. And he's not just making a movie about a, a fat man who who wants to be a superhero, but he's like old, old now. Like, but like that's that's how they had, that's how they had to sell it to us because that's how you get people to go into the theater. And and he's 
this, the movie that he made, I feel like the same was with Incredibles 2. A lot of the marketing for Incredibles 2, like, it was just a trailer, like, oh, uh, this time it's Elastigirl in action. We'll talk about this next or week. Like but like, Jack-Jack's doing something silly. It's so much more than that that they don't show us, because if they tried to show that in a trailer, I don't know that a lot of people would have gone to see the movie. Probably it's, not. It's I mean, a they, weird movie. Probably, yeah. They have to dumb things down to get people in there. Right. And then they're like, surprise, this has a lot of depth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I watched this movie a couple of weeks ago. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. e- exactly rewatch it last night. Maybe I should have, but I've seen it many, many times. It's it's incredible. Like I said, I enjoy it more every time. Um, so we will get into that in a little bit more depth in just a moment. But first, a quick message from one of our sponsors. This week's episode of Purely Nostalgia, uh, we're proud to say, is sponsored by the Cracker Barrel. Uh, With over 800,000 locations in America, Cracker Barrel is absolutely famous for bringing uh, the home-cooked flavors of a southern grandmother. And I I, I love going into Cracker Barrel every time I go there. I play the little uh, golf ball peg, uh, you know, that little little brain game. Do you have any fond memories? That's too similar to sports for me. Uh, sorry, <laughs> that's not what the copy says. The copy says, "Yes, Clint, I uh, the the golf tee game is very good, and I love it." Open parentheses, laughs, close parentheses. Yes, Eli, I agree. It is very good. Uh, I can speak highly. Uh, this summer, they're having their campfire special. Eli and I, as mentioned in our uh, one of our ads previously, are Southern boys, and we do love our camping. Isn't that right, Eli? Very much so. Haha, camping. Um, but y- you need to try them. I mean, it- it's a good one. It's just they, they bring you a plate of <laughs> they bring you a plate of tin foil, and on the inside it's filled with um, I think three potatoes, <laughs> um, some some let some cabbage a cabbage, uh, some carrots, one tomato, and then some meat, and of course that classic Cracker Barrel butter. Mm-mm, love that butter. And you just, you, you cut open, you cut it open and then fish it all out. And man, let me tell you, it is good. But Clint, I'm yes. a young millennial pursuing my passion projects and I don't have very much money. If only there was some sort of a discount only for Purely Nostalgia listeners. Yes, absolutely. This week, Purely Nostalgia is offering the special. Go into any of your Cracker Barrels. Don't, don't say anything. Don't even let them sit you at a table. Look the waitress in the face and say, Showtime. And then she will hand you one of these piping hot, piping hot diapers full of meat and veggies. Yes, the promo code is Showtime. It's very important that you don't um, mention the podcast anyway. Don't say you heard this on a podcast ad. You mm-hmm. just have to, they said it very explicitly in the rules that they emailed us. You just have to look the hostess or host or waiter, whatever. Whoever is about to seat you, look them in the eye and say Showtime. Um, they'll know what to do. You get 50% off your order. I think maybe a free appetizer. All right. And now back uh, back to some nostalgia. So The Incredibles. Um, as we said, it starts with this uh, this little montage of clips that makes it look like it's like a documentary or something. And the footage looks very old. Like it's It's like 50s footage, right? Because mm-hmm, this is footage yeah. from – it's before the kids were born. Before Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl were married, the movie takes place in the '60s, so I guess this is supposed to be like late '40s is when the the first intro scene is taking place. Um, I would argue that it's probably like mid '50s, 
because oh would you argue that i'm gonna argue um here hold on court is now in session i would like to argue that it takes place mid 50s reason being is because uh the movie itself is supposed to take place late 60s overruled all right no i think you're right um um, it's fun. It's just kind of talk. It's superheroes just kind of talking about being superheroes. Being heroes. <laughs> I like the part, uh, it, and it is funny. Um, it does kind of mirror what their lives are going to be and how they don't live up to to those expectations. Like yeah. um, Frozone is talking because it's just Frozone, Elastigirl, and Mister Incredible in this little series. Um, Frozone's talking about how like he does. It, he's got like all of these super babes or whatever talking about how uh he doesn't need to know their secret identity and they don't need to know his yeah when in reality frozone is a very happily married man and um mr incredible talks about how he wants to settle down because he feels like it'd be nice and then he does settle down and he hates it and then mrs incredible talks about how she's going to keep crime fighting and then she's the one who settles down i don't think so i don't think so that's what she yeah, says. That's a, yeah, and that's... It's, oh, man. Holly Hunter does a really good job. Oh, this, she's so good in this movie. She is. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's a fun little way to start the movie because this movie does a pretty good job of, like, painting a picture of what superheroes would be like if, it, like, in the public's eye, if they really existed. I think some of the, like, later Marvel movies, like Avengers movies, have done a decent job of depicting the like celebrity status of superheroes as they actually would be but i would say that this movie does an even better job of that even just in that one little scene like it's very funny hearing superheroes talking about themselves this way it is it it makes the superheroes um it makes them seem like celebrities but also like reluctant public servants in a way yeah but they're they're human beings Um, right exactly and they're just they're, they have quirks and they're silly little people. Um, mm-hmm. and, then, and then it cuts to the the main title. The score. Can we just talk about the score for a second? Fantastic score. It's the best. Michael like Giacchino. This, um, this, this is his jazzy, first. Jazzy score. This is his first score for a movie. He had done um, uh, Medal of Honor Rising Sun is the thing that I've always known him for. It was a video game that I used to play on GameCube a lot and it has a really good score that really stands out and when I found out that that was the guy who did the Incredibles score it it blew my mind <laughs> did it blow your mind a little bit um he also did the score for Lost which is right it Lost started in 2004 so right around the same time <clears throat> man that was a big year for him yeah it really was I mean this is what launched his career now he does he won, a, he, won he won a Grammy for like this score didn't he um, I'm not sure, but he should have. Can you confirm that? Yeah, give me a second while you're saying your other point. Um, well, I was just gonna say like this is like this launched his career. This and Lost the same year, and then like now he does he does everything. Not really, but he's he's becoming he's like Hans Zimmer status now, which yeah. Um, not I don't know. Hans Zimmer certainly does more movies than he does, but he does so many like blockbuster movies. He does a lot of superhero movies. He's he's done Spider-Man: Homecoming recently, which was a really good score. Did he really? Uh, yeah, he did Doctor Strange. I think that's the only two Marvel movies he's done so far. Um, Both really good scores. He's done every Brad Bird movie, so you know Tomorrowland, Ratatouille, Incredibles two. Um, he did all the Star Trek movies, which I really enjoy those movies and the score is like one of the best parts um i'm not mm-hmm. a st- i do not like star trek the tv show but i like those movies a lot um 
Yeah, they were very entertaining movies, yeah. I thought. And, whew, that's a good score. Um, and then he's done... I'm, he, still, I'm still trying to find if he has a Grammy or not. He did Rogue One, too, which is a great score. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's the best. Jurassic World, both of those very good movies. He, they, he, he's, he's getting into this realm where he does um, movies that were that are like sequels to movies that uh, John Williams did. So like, mm. I, I don't know. I, I see him doing a lot of Star Wars stuff in the future, probably. Um, he, he okay. So he didn't win for The Incredibles, but he won for Ratatouille. Okay, a Grammy. Gotcha. Oh, Ratatouille was a really good score too, though. Uh, yeah, very different very from different. this. He, he's just yeah. got such a range. Um, oh yeah, and Mission Impossible, uh, Rogue Daddy, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And War of the Planet of the Apes. Which you can definitely like. Uh, after hearing the score for Incredibles, you can definitely see why they would bring him on to do a Mission Impossible movie. It's very much that right. style of score. It's not like, I guess like up to this point, superhero movies were certainly not as big of a thing as they were back then. So like their point of yeah. reference would have been like the older like. Superman movies, which was, mm-hmm. was a John Williams score, which is kind of iconic, but it's the Incredibles score kind of feels almost more like the '60s Batman show with Adam West. Like it's it's more just like this. Like uh, it, it feels more like a secret agent score. Really, I don't know. Yeah, it's it feels it's so fun. fun. It's very fun. Very but, uh, big yeah. band swingy. Big yeah, got a lot of jazz and trumpet stingers in it. We were so into this in high school, me and my friends that were, like, quote-unquote music nerds together. Like, we would just, like, <laughs> listen to this um, on our, like, choir tours and stuff. <laughs> like, talk so about this was your version of, like, getting... Like, the, the oh, those trumpets just sound so good. What were you going to say? Like, this, was, this was your version of, like, getting high and listening to Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, we would just go, <laughs> we would go sit in our, in our cars and eat goldfish and listen to Michael Giacchino. <laughs> and then go watch Community together. But after, you know, they, they do their little uh, intro thing, um, it kind of goes through a sequence of Mr. Incredible. He's in a tuxedo driving in his car and uh, his Incredicar or whatever. The Incredi- Incredibile is what How it's dare called. you call it the Incredicar? I couldn't think of it. I'm sorry. Uh, but he's going someplace. Where's he going? And then he hears some crime and he uh, puts on his suit, saves a cat from a tree, and then uh, stops a train. I love this opening sequence because I, I don't think I realized it as a kid. Like, you just are watching, like, superheroes do superhero things. But, like, mm-hmm. he d- he do- he solves, like, five problems in, yeah. like, the first five <laughs> minutes of this movie. He, like, Let's saves see, a he, cat from a he, tree. He stops, stops a, a car chase. Yeah, he, yeah, there's, like, robbers, like, shooting their guns out of a car. And then there's, Which, there's guns in this for a kid's movie? Yeah. That's they, very... They're just shooting guns. <laughs> like a machine gun yeah. at the cops. Yeah. And and then there's the bomb voyage thing, which like inadvertently causes the train thing. Like there's mm-hmm. just so many things. It's just like a a day in the life of a superhero almost. Which, which is, I read something today. Uh, the original name for bomb voyage, which I love that name by the way. I think it's hilarious. It's a very good was, pun. Uh, was a uh, bomb perignon. <laughs> what? That was originally the name uh, bomb perignon. What does that you mean? Know, like, like instead of like the uh, the wine, the French wine Don Perignon, oh. <laughs> um, but they didn't want to associate themselves with a super like a with the villain, so they changed it to Bon Voyage, which I think is a better name. No, the wine company. <laughs> Wait, what yeah. are you talking about? The wine company Don Perignon did not want to have their name associated with like a villain, 
And so they're like, you can't use a pun on her name. That's such a weird reason for them to change it. But Bon Voyage is much better. I don't see how it's they a better name. come to that first. First, exactly. <laughs> but Bon Perignon is really funny, I think, too. Disagree. Bon Voyage, much better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, but uh, during during the Bon Voyage scene, we we're also introduced to a character. His name's Buddy. And uh, Buddy, uh, he's a... He's a uh, Mr. Incredible super fan. He has no powers himself, but he he's invented rocket boots, and he just wants to be his his ward. He wants to be his Robin, Mr. Incredible's Batman. Mm-hmm. And um, it's weird because he doesn't come back later in the movie. It's just that they brought up. Yeah, this that's kid. all you see. Of, it's all you see of him. Um, because I at first I th- I had this theory that Syndrome was Buddy, but he says no. that he's not Buddy. So my um, name's not Buddy. Right. Yeah, he literally <laughs> says that. So, um, yeah, that, that for, and then he ends up meeting up with Elastigirl, um, uh-huh, on a rooftop and we see her just kind of swinging around. Oh, that, that thing where she like arches her entire body as she like leaps away Cl- across buildings. Building. It's so good. It is. It is. And I, uh, my funny thing, I watched this with my brother and I guess he was like half paying attention when we were watching this. When Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, or sorry, when Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl meet on the roof, uh, they're kind of playing around with each other, being like, "What are you doing later? Are you doing something? You up to something?" Blah blah blah. Just you know, being being frisky with each other, and then Gross. you know later, yeah, nice. And then later, you know, obviously they're getting married because they're just playing around with each other at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And my brother, when they got married, he was like, "Well, that was quick." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, what? No, he's like, "Well, they just met each other." Yeah, I think no, that's what I it, thought as a kid, too, though. I don't think I, I really, realized that until later that that was what was happening. They were mm, just, like, messing with each other. I can't remember what I thought. I probably thought the same thing. Yeah, but. I mean, you were pretty stupid, so you probably thought that, too. Still am stupid. <laughs> um, so they get married. Um, we cut forward in time. We also get introduced to Frozone during that sequence. He's a cool yeah. dude. He has ice powers. He, it's pretty sweet. And he's, uh, he's Mr. Incredible's best man at the wedding, too. Yeah. Straight yeah, cut tie. forward. Uh, he almost he walks in with the mask. That would have been wouldn't that disaster. be silly? Uh, but uh, yeah, we we cut forward fifteen years later into the future. Uh, to like, it's funny because in the past the lighting was like really like ambery, bright red, and just like very calming and cool colors. Yeah. And then we cut forward fifteen years, and it's like blue fluorescence. Yeah. It's Mister Incredible in an office, as you said before. It's like kind of depressing <laughs> very um, depressing hilariously depressing uh he's just he's huge in his cubicle um and then there's that, that great scene where he like helps the woman like with like insurance loopholes because like yeah. even even in like as a civilian he can't stop being a superhero we didn't even talk about the reason he's not a superhero anymore though oh right um, right, right yeah let's let's go back to that really quick because a man was trying to kill himself in this kid's movie by jumping <laughs> off a building a man was jumping off a building <laughs> And he he saved uh, he saved him, and he just he just sees this guy flying off a building and saves him. I think he even knew he was like he kind of rolls his eyes and sighs like he sees that it's a guy like trying to commit suicide. He's like, okay, here I go. Yeah. So that's another he's, he's get, problem that he solves yeah. in the first five right. minutes of this movie. And I thought it was funny uh, whenever Mister Incredible like tackles this man from like a building over, and they fly into a um, like into an off into a bank. Um, What's what's the name of their sh- Municiburg, the Municiburg Bank? Yeah, I think is the name of it, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, the fake city that they live in, 
and um, Mr. Incredible's like on top of him after they flopped in, and the guy's like, I think you broke something. <laughs> that was and a good impression Mr. of that guy. <laughs> Thank you. But Mr. Incredible goes, well, I think with some counseling, you'll find that you can forgive me. Yeah, it's a good line. And then uh, the, the we get the the little quick montage of like news sequences of of this this phenomenon going global yeah. and the, the people this, don't this want superheroes guy, anymore yeah this um, guy sued mr incredible because he he wanted to die yeah and he's like now you know now i'm not going to kill myself and now i'm in pain because you broke like my collarbone or something like that yes kids movie um and heavy kids movie <laughs> you can imagine this being like like if it happened like today like being like a twitter moment <laughs> Like, yeah. man jumps off building and is saved by a superhero and then just, like, growing from there. There's, like, a hashtag, no more supers or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, down with supers, yeah. And that's all conveyed through some very quick little cuts, and then you get to hear that Which they do it going. very successfully. Yeah, it's really well done, and then she's like, it's time for their secret identities to become their only identities. You can assume she's, like, probably a senator or something. Yeah. You know, a lobbyist against superheroes. Yeah. And so then we cut forward in time. Uh, Mr. Incredible is Bob Parr. He is. Yep, that's his real name. Works for. And as I was saying before, he, he, he can't stop being a superhero. He's still trying to help this old lady um, with her insurance loopholes. Um, Which I thought that was a very sweet scene. You know, he's like, I, I, this is the best way I can be a superhero. Yeah. He can't stop. He, yeah. He can't, can't settle down. It. He's trying to do hero he works work for, everywhere. He works he for InsuraCare is the name of the company. Yes, a very good which insurance can, company name. Which you can assume that they're like a life insurance policy type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Um, and so, but so we get to meet the whole family. Uh, yeah, he's married, Miss. Or <laughs> it's not Mrs. Incredible. <laughs> Surprise! It's misleading because the movie is called The Incredibles. So like Incredibles, it would sort of well, imply that that was her name. I but would I assume that, like, now she's married. She's not Elastic Girl anymore. She's but, Mrs. Incredible. Well, she's Mrs. Parr. <laughs> well, yes, but I mean, like, her superhero name. No, she's very much still Elastic Girl. Have you seen Incredibles uh, 2? That's what she is. That's her uh, superhero yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Um, Mr. Incredible's just a strong man. Elastic Girl <laughs> is a stretchy woman. <laughs> um, Let's talk about their kids' powers. Yeah, so they have three kids. Dash, Violet, Jack, 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 Jack doesn't have any powers. He's just a baby. What could he's a baby just, have he's powers? Just a dumb baby. That's no, stupid. Dumb baby. That's a stupid a idea. Dumb, how stupid could stup- you be to yeah, think that a baby would have powers? Idiots. Dash is a fast boy. He can put a thumbtack on his teacher's chair and make the teacher mad. Yeah, that's his power. Very mad. Which is makes, a great. He's a, <laughs> it's a great scene. Yeah. See there, he moves. Right there. Um, yeah, I love that scene. guy. And then. Violet, uh, she makes herself invisible, and she can also project force fields. Yep, she's uh, what uh, invisible woman? Is that her superhero? <laughs> yeah, the invisible I just woman. Have to revoke my nerd card. Um, <laughs> I had to. I was like, she's not Mrs. Fantastic, is she? <laughs> but this <laughs> this movie is very like unabashedly inspired by um, Fantastic Four, which uh, Bradbury well, has been to- very open about. Yeah. What were you about to say? Initially, initially, he was like, "No, I didn't watch. You know, I didn't read the uh, the original. Oh, come uh, on, Fantastic Brad. <laughs> Four. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, they, they kind of are. 
Well, the underminer yeah. sequence that it ends on, I don't know, maybe it, that wasn't his idea or something, but that's like a direct callback to like the first Fantastic Four comic. It ends with, I think it's Mole Man coming out of yeah. the ground. And so it's, it, I mean, it's like, it's very intentional and it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's done well. Um, it's certainly better than any Fantastic Four movie we've seen. For sure. But um, yeah, we can, we kind of get to meet the family and you can kind of like, I think we meet them at their peak dysfunction probably yeah because the they're kind of fighting uh violet's in love with tony reidinger tony reidinger dream kid tony loaf and uh dash is kind of antagonizing her at the dinner table what i wouldn't do for a slice of tony loaf right now Tony loaf right now oh we get so much tony loaf in incredibles too still still we do it's a bad he's a better animated he looks so much better he does look better (laughs) incredibles but um yeah, the the family they're kind of arguing a little bit. Bob is like absolutely fed up with his job and mentally not there because he just wants to relive the glory days with Frozone. As they do by saving people from fires while listening to police canners and yeah. wearing ski masks. I love. I do love the shot where they've like tackled the people inside of the uh, the jewelry department store, uh-huh. and um, you know Frozone just save somebody from a fire so he doesn't have any ice and uh the police officer comes in and he's like freeze and frozone uh reaches over and gets a glass or gets a cup of water takes a sip from it and he's like i was just thirsty you know puts his hands up and then he freezes the police officer and that cop that cop just doesn't know what to do because like what would you do if you're pointing a gun at someone and they're like i'm just getting a drink of water like would you tell them I don't know. Like he just kind of yells, like freeze! Like he's panicking. I love that scene because it's like, yeah, uh, if I was his like, hands like I, shaking. He's I wouldn't like, know what to uh, do. <laughs> yeah, to these physically impo- because the cop was tiny, and you know, Mister Incredible obviously is huge. He's a big man, and he's a big, he's a large fella. He's he's strong, him. but he's like the right amount of strong, as opposed to Taylor Lautner, who is Taylor far Lautner, too yeah. strong. Far too strong. Mister Incredible, Incredible is just peak, right. Just the peak amount of strong. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, good running gag we have going here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the the jewelry thing. It looks like they're stealing. Haha, <laughs> bad luck. Um, and uh, it, Bob eventually gets so fed up his, at his job that he punches his boss through several roll, several walls, earning the movie five mm-hmm. stars in my book. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, wow, that's just such a violent scene to watch, huh? Like he, he just punches this very small man <laughs> so hard. A hilariously small man, um, which whenever he brings Bob into his office, I love that scene, just because uh, he's he's talking about how like this uh, Insuracare is apparently like a publicly traded company, yeah, um, and he's like you have to appease our stockholders, and Bob has been paying out a lot from the company to his claimants and his insured because he's a good guy. He doesn't want to withhold funds from them if he can. Right. And uh, one of the, one of the best lines from his boss is they're penetrating the bureaucracy, <laughs> and it's like that's hilarious. Just because that that is how people on top think. Yeah, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, and the, he's this man is getting mugged while he's getting this speech from his boss, and he doesn't get to go save from him. his boss. And that's kind of the last straw. So then he punches him, gets fired from his job, but he can't bear to tell his family because like um, he's. Helen's a stay-at-home mom. Right, and he has to keep providing for his family. Uh, he gets a new job. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray, surprise. From an What's iPad. What's he doing? 
um, an, yeah. I, an iPad named Mirage, <laughs> which yeah. uh, invites he, him he, to Hawaii. He's he's emptying his briefcase because he's been terminated at his job, and he's like just, you know mindlessly dumping his briefcase into the trash, and he hears a thud, and there's like an iPad in there, and he it scans the room for life, and it confirms that it's Mister Incredible, and he's the only one in there, and so this like top secret message from this woman is playing, you know, saying like, hey, this is confidential. We want to hire you for the secret mission. I work for the government, and uh, you know he gets hired on. I don't think she says I work for the government. It's definitely not. Yeah, she says I. She says I work for a top secret branch of the government. She says that. Yeah, she does. Oh, I thought the government didn't like superheroes. Well, it's a Um, lie. I know, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) this is what I would be thinking if I was Mister Incredible. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then we get this. um, I I feel like we need to talk a little bit more about Dash and Violet because we kind of glossed over them. Because kind of glossed over them a little. They both have their own deals so to speak mm-hmm. dash's deal is he's a fast boy but he can't be a fast boy because nobody's allowed to know that he's super so yeah. he, he can't be the best at anything which is like dumb because like he should be able to be like i mean like Semi-good. he says the best by a tiny bit <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah he's just this hyperactive riddling kid and he just like he has a lot of angst and a lot of energy and he's expressing it by torturing his teacher more or less right and so then uh, it, it, we get that really great conversation between him and Helen in the car where she's talking about how he can't go out for sports because obviously he's he's a fast boy. And, is, he and would she dominate. says, everyone's special dash. And he just says, that's just another way of saying no one is. Like, that's Which kind that's of what... called back. That's what this movie's about. Yeah, it's the, what the whole thing's about. Because it, Syndrome says a very similar version of that line later in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that's what that's sort of what it's about. It's about a lot of stuff. It's kind of like it's kind of a messy movie in terms of themes, but I'm right. okay with that and I enjoy that about it actually because it's it's That's what the villain's motivation is about at least. Yeah, his vo- his motivation is very like murky. Like he sort of has several different motivations, but I I enjoy that aspect of the movie because it it's it's a good it makes for good discussion. I don't know. We'll get to well, that when we start talking his, about yeah, syndrome. Exa- we start, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. then uh, Violet, mm-hmm. Violet herself, um, her power is that she's, you know, she can turn invisible and do force fields, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the invisible stuff's really what counts. And um, why? Her, her, <laughs> why yeah. is that really what counts? I think that's the cool part, in my opinion, is the invisible stuff. Um, have you seen Incredibles 2? She freaking throws little force field things at well, people. Well, I'm, ta- I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about right now. Incredibles 2 is bad anyway, so we're not going to talk about <laughs> it's it. true. But, um, she her power you know she's invisible turn invisible and her personality is that she's like uncomfortable in her own skin and so she wants to be invisible yeah and so it's like oh that's a good metaphor and they're well all of their powers sort of like are reflect their personality yeah or their situation like okay Ms. yeah that's, Mrs. A good, that's a better way to put it <laughs> mrs parr i wasn't going to say mrs incredible so don't accuse me of good it catch good catch uh, she's constantly have to stretch in all these different directions to keep her family together. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. Dash is a higher proactive little kid. Whatever. Um, it's great. Violet's the best because she just has the best arc in this movie. It's so good. Yeah. And, and then it's fully realized in in Incredibles two even better, which is it, it's a bad movie, but like mm-hmm. that part Terrible of it's good. Movie. You know, very bad movie. Right. We'll talk about it next week. Stop trying to get me to talk about Incredibles two. So that's Violet. I'm sorry. That's, that's I'm the sorry. Kids. 
Uh, where are we in term? Okay, so so Bob's got his new job. Yeah, um, fighting fighting this robot on an island. What Hawaii. Do you, what do you think of that whole sequence where he just where he's d- fighting f- the robot? Well, from him like going like, getting on this jet to oh, the island. Oh, okay. I oh I whole love thing. it so much. I love it so much because like he he looks dumpy in his suit. Like his belly is huge, and he's got these little stick legs. And he doesn't look like a superhero at all, but he's, like, so happy that, like, a younger, attractive woman is speaking to him as a superhero, and he's being admired, and he's being used at something he's been wanting to do so bad. It's, I just love it, because he's, like, he's he's so, like, he's, uh, what's it called? He's, he's like a rooster, you know? He's doing what? the whatever it's called. He's peacocking, is what he's doing. <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, I could. I what, what do you I call it? Much. Like a male chicken, uh, <laughs> a peacock. <laughs> I did not understand what you were getting at there. No, yeah, it's great. I just love the the. I mean, the score there, where the jet like goes underwater and goes under mm-hmm. the island. It's so cool. And then the yeah. you know, it's saying where he can't get through the little capsule thing because his belly's too fat. Just a yeah, little bit funny. of cartoon Looney Tunes type humor there. I yeah. love it. It's great. It's a great movie. Clint, this movie's mm-hmm. good. Um, Good and, movie. and he has to fight an Omni droid, which the design of the droid is just like so simple and perfect and like I love 60s, it. like early comic book villains. Oh, I just it's just love it. it's just a ball. It's a ball with legs. Five, five legs. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and, and, and razor hands. Yeah. And so he's his mission is to destroy this thing or sorry, disable it without destroying it. Disable it without destroying it. Um, but it's because because Mirage tells him, you know, all a lie, obviously, that it it was being used for like defense. The Department of Defense was developing it, and then um, it got too smart, and it wondered why it needed a master, and so it started like causing trouble. And so they they need to shut it down. Yeah, and you get it's just the whole thing of him like looking for the droid on the island, and then like fighting. Very it. long sequence. A by very the way. good fight scene in yeah. a volcano. I love whenever uh, he pulls the uh, the Omni Droid into the volcano and he's laughing at it and he like cricks his back. Yeah. And then he's like kind of bent over and hunched over a little bit and then the Omni Droid picks him up, uh, arm to leg, and is like trying to like pull him apart and it fixes his back. Yeah. Just a lot of like little like cartoony comedy moments that just work really well. That moment was for the parents, I feel like, because it's like, oh, that's relatable. I've done that to my back sure it was for me as a child too was it okay it was for me but i thought that was funny um it is funny (laughs) relatable these superheroes have real people problems it's like the office (laughs) just like the office it's just like the office this movie um yeah so that's a that's a great scene and then we after that he just like keeps kind of like doing stuff for this organization and he's he's working out and he's lifting up trains. We get the the great, the best part of the score is this scene, where he's. <laughs> it's called Life Is Incredible Again. Oh man, I just listen to it sometimes in my car. It's so Which, good. Uh, he he's been telling Helen that he, last girl, that he's been um, sent on conferences for work, and she's like so proud of him, and he's you know got his his jazz back you know and he's getting he's thinner, got his jazz he's losing back weight. as people he's say he's got his jazz back 
And, you know, honestly, like, as a kid, I was like, yeah, you go, Mr. Incredible. You're doing good things. But now that, like, I'm an adult and I'm about to get married, surprise, I'm engaged, um, I was like... Wait, hold all... on. What? Yeah. You yeah, should I'm talk about that more. Talk about your all fiance. Right. Well, let's pause this podcast really Give quick her a call. Minutes. Let's get her on the air. She's asleep. Okay. But, um... Chandler, if you're actually, listening like, right now, you have an open invitation to she, be on She doesn't listen to this podcast. She doesn't? She kind of does. So I can say she's, whatever she's, I want about her? I hope you say that she's beautiful. Wink, wink, honey. Clint, I got some mail from her today, and it better be an invitation for your, to your wedding. Because if it's not, <laughs> you're we are going to have wedding. some awkward conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Surprise, mail from in, your fiancé. You're, you're in my wedding, but you're not invited to it. I'm your worst man. Uh, that's true. You are my worst man. But um, back to the Incredibles. Uh, I almost got like kind of mad a little bit watching like Helen be so proud of her husband and him just lying to her. Yeah, I remember even experiencing that as a kid. Like, it, the, As a kid, I didn't. But now it's like, oh, man, this is not a good thing he's doing. I guess I was a smarter kid than you because I realized you that are. at the time. And I, or you have better, you had better morals than I did. Well, I had kid. trouble dealing with that. I was like, wait, Mr. Incredible's not being a very good person right now. He's like lying <laughs> to his family. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's great. It's a great premise for a film. Um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, he's th- he's uh, it's a family uh, of supers, <laughs> supers. But um, he's let's see what happens after this. Um, let's see. I mean, so he we we were introduced later on after he's kind of gone on a few missions. Uh, his old super suit needs a patch job, and so we're introduced to Edna a character Edna Edna Mode. And uh, she's the like she designs the costumes for superheroes. I think I just realized that Maz Kanata in The Force Awakens was based on Edna Mode <laughs> in a lot of ways. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Inspired? Maybe, probably so. But Edna voiced by Brad Bird. Yes. Which I well, I didn't know that until fairly recently, and I thought that was hilarious. One of the best voice performances in the movie. Yeah, surprising voice performance. Which he was originally, um, you know, just gonna. He originally just recorded like the lines and then offered the role to Lily Tomlinson, and mm-hmm. she heard it and was like, "No, no, Lily Tomlin, you right? should." R- really Tomlin, yeah, R- Lily Tomlin, Mrs. Frizzle. Sorry, yes. Miss Miss yeah. Frizzle. She's Ms. not Frizzle. married. She's not married. But listen um, to my other podcast, The Magic Schoolbusters. <laughs> it didn't last very long. Shout out to Mark. Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Our three but, listeners uh, that we had. <laughs> Clint, I don't even think you listened to I, it. I, it was great. I listened to like one episode. It was it good. It came out before I liked podcast. Yeah. The glory days. But um Edna, she's a costume designer and so she agrees to design Bob a new super suit. Uh-huh. And, and uh, she does. And she does. Surprise, and it's very it's good. Red. It's red. It's the one that we know and love. Yeah, the one that we see him in is the red one, which I liked the blue one, but I like the red one better, probably. Uh huh. Um, um, of course, it's it's the Incredibles. It's the Incredibles, and then finally, uh, Mister Incredible goes back to the island, and surprise, surprise, the Omni Droid is bigger and badder. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's badder. It's too much for Mister Incredible. You know, I which I kept saying uh, that he was just the right amount of strong, but he wasn't quite strong enough, huh? Here's the thing. Uh, 
like they have Mr. Incredible, he's crunched together, and then there's these spinny blades that get millimeters away from his neck. He could have, like, he could have just cut his head off. Like, yeah. Mr. Incredible did not win that fight. He was like, he showed mercy on him. <laughs> I don't. I, what's your point exactly? Who, who I don't showed know. mercy? It's just like syndrome. Yeah, he did. It, it, Mr. Incredible didn't win the fight. That's the point. He, yeah, I know. But it's just like, man, he could have died just then. Yeah. Like, why didn't he just die? Well, because you know? Syndrome is like a theatrical villain that likes to reveal his plan and then like... That's true. That's, that's true. just like, that's how just villains wanted, do, my dude. He wanted he the cat and mouse. Right. And but, the Syndrome uh, dude um, is actually Buddy. I lied before. I was doing what we in the business call... A joke. I'm a joke. I'm it's a guy. buddy. Kept the Omnidroid is not the bad guy. It's just being controlled by the bad guy. It's this little boy who <laughs> loved me. That wasn't a joke. Buddy. It's well, Buddy yeah. from the beginning of the movie. He's a, he's what? Syndrome now. So, what? Uh, yeah. So the kid at the beginning, you know? That's Incredible that's Syndrome. Yeah. Now, I know he says... It's not Incrediboy. My, my, name my name's not, not buddy. buddy. He does it's say that. He's a villain. Villains sometimes tell lies on the screen. And you have oh. to be able to tell when they're lying. Oh. And then when somebody dies in a movie, they're also dead in real life? Now, no. No. What? Now, see, when they cut from his face to Incrediboy's face really quickly, that was supposed to, like, reveal to us that oh, they were the same Oh, that shows character. us. Okay. I understand movies now. You understand movie now. Um, but yeah, so basically Syndrome has become filthy rich because he sells weapons. He manufactures and sells weapons to um, other governments, more or less, foreign agents. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he built this Omnidroid, you know, to spite Mr. Incredible so that he could be stronger than Mr. Incredible could ever have been, more or less. Yeah. His, his superpower is entrepreneurship, which is <laughs> the greatest prou- power of all, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Um, yeah, and so he's he's bitter. So I guess he's he's a, against the idea of the idea of supers as a whole. Yeah. Um, so his plan is he wants to. Well, he's been killing them all all off one by one. Um, right, making the Omni Droid, um, you know, better so that it could fight Mister Incredible. Yeah, he's been just luring them all into this trap, the same trap that he's lured Mr. Incredible into. Um, Yeah, using Mirage probably being like, hey, we need your help with this, and you're the only one that can help us. I guess we're to understand that he has killed most of the supers that would still be alive, which is crazy, because that's just like, I mean, it's the plot of Watchmen, essentially, which is like the dark superhero (laughs) movie, quote-unquote. Yeah, so... So he he's motivated motivated by his what? he's motivated by his hate of supers, and then also he wants to be a super kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so they make everyone else supers. Th- this is when he says that moment that you know Jack was or um, I'm sorry Dash was talking about early on in the film. He's saying like, and if everyone's super, then nobody will be. Right. Because and- he never got he never got his chance to be super, and now he wants to make that chance for everyone else by not making it for the other supers more or less. Well, that's why I said it gets a little bit murky. Yeah. Them- it is a little murky. Just because like it, it, does he want superheroes gone as a whole or does he want to be the only super? No, because he wants to sell his inventions and let everyone be super. 
I don't. I'm not sure he really knows what he wants. I think he's a man that likes yeah. to do well, things. Well, his moti- his motivation <laughs> of make of like the whole um, if everyone's special, then nobody is notion. Yeah, is based off of like Ayn Rand's philosophy, philosophy. Blech, where she basically says, you know, if everyone is good at something, then nobody will be the best at something, more or less. Right, but yes, it's just it's confusing the way that plays out because he's. He's going to be one himself. When he says, "When I'm t- when I'm old and I've had my fun, I'll sell my invention." So for his phase one of his plan is to be the super, be the only super left. He's killed right, them all. Exactly. Now he's Mister Superman. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be God, basically God on Earth. Mister Superman would have been a better name for him. Um, <laughs> my name is Mister Superman, and and That's so Doctor Superman. He's gonna be the only you. super, and then later he's going to once he's done being a super, he'll let everyone else be. Which that's the part of the plan I don't really get. Like, what's the point of that? Just so he can make a lot of money, I guess? I don't know. Probably so. Or prove you know, his point like, that, like, I've nobody had my is special. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, that's kind of like he wants to prove a point more than anything. He's like, now that I've had my fun, surprise, you all can be just like me. Right. For a price. For a price. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's his plan. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Incredible is kidnapped. He's in a tight spot, so his family's going to come after him. <laughs> He's in a uh, bit of a jam. At Helen thinks he's cheating on her because he she found like a hair on his a suit, hair. which was and he's being, mirages, he's I guess. being suspicious. Yeah. yeah, and so she goes to Edna. Edna kind of tells her tells her what's up. Make has already made her suits for the whole family, which is a great scene where she kind of yeah, I love this the showcase of the of the suits. Yeah, um, scene. yeah, it's great. And then they so they end up going after her um, in a plane. Mm-hmm. Long story short, Cinder shoots plane. them down. Whoops, what happened to the plane? (laughs) It's gone. Um, (laughs) The kids are with her. They snuck on the plane. Yeah, they're with her. Yeah, so they snuck, and they brought the suits. No, she brought the suits, right? I don't know. She brought her suit, but But, the kids wore their suits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, um, uh, but that whole scene is amazing. The scene where, like... I mean, the score is really good there. Sorry, I sound like a broken record (laughs) mentioning that over and over. But um, you see that Syndrome is, like, prepared to kill some children. He doesn't know they're supers. He just knows that they're children. And he's ready to kill them. Um, And then Violet, like, can't get her shield to go up. Um, Like, Well, because she's been told this whole time by her mother, you cannot use your powers. And so she's, like, she kind of doesn't know how to. (laughs) Like, it's the most intense moment from a movie that I've seen. Yeah, like, you, you see so on the radar, it, like, goes back and forth. You see the radar, these missiles encroaching on their airplane, and Violet's just trying to make this force field to save their lives. Yeah, and so, and she doesn't get it in time. The plane blows up. Um, missing... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Whoops. I'm so sorry. Let's just, roll, let's just roll with it at this point if it happens. Helen Parr. No, I will not. I will correct okay. it every time because that's Mrs. not her name. Mrs. Helen Parr. Helen Parr. Elastigirl, uh, she she grabs all the kids uh, and makes a little parachute. <laughs> a movie that she does several times in the bad movie Incredibles too. Yeah, yeah, about three or four, t- or about four, three times I believe. A bunch of times. It's a good move. Um, and so they they survive the fall, and then uh, so she like makes a raft out of her body and like Dash, yeah, she like, forms into a boat and Jack or uh, dang it. Dash is in the back, like, kicking his legs as the engine, and Violet just rides there. She just sits so. there, like, useless, because she's, like, sad, like, because she, 
couldn't come through succeed, in her yeah. moment of pressure. And so, like, I love that moment where she's like tells Dash, like, you, you did, like, you're, you're such a trooper or whatever. And yeah. then, like, we know that, like, Violet, like, Violet just feels, like, so, like, useless. Defeated. Yeah, yeah. because she, could, she couldn't come through and Dash did, essentially. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, man, there, there's so much we could talk about in this movie, but. Mm-hmm. Loaded movie. The the cave scene, um, where like the I love that conversation where Violet's talking about like, um, what where uh, sorry Helen is talking to them about how like these bad guys are not like the ones you see on TV like they have guns and they will kill you. <laughs> in this yeah, kids movie. The, they're like hey, the, you or she says you know these aren't like the uh, the the bad guys that you see on Saturday morning cartoons they will kill you and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that you're children. Yeah, and so then very heavy. She leaves it there, tells him to just like run if there's danger. Um, yeah. That great scene where she's like stretching through all the doors, trying to investigate through this yeah. weird base. Yeah, um, this base filled with a lot of sliding doors. All of these weird, weird men in strange suits employed by Syndrome. I wonder if they <laughs> have like good benefits at this company. It's just like yes, so many people working for them. It's really weird. Yeah, a lot of people, like hundreds of people, working for him. Like what but, is yeah. what is his front this organization? I'm a bad what, guy. What does the government think he is? <laughs> I don't think the no, I don't think he actually works for the government. No, I, I'm aware of that, but like, oh, this like is a big wise? operation. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are these people? He's got to have some sort taxes? of front. Yeah. Syndrome Inc. It's just an island. It could be like a theme park. It's got a, yeah. some cool train rides and stuff. Well, I mean, they all live on the island supposedly, so they probably don't adhere to federal tax laws either. It's like a floating island, too, because the, the ship flies right under it. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. That's true. It's, like, anchored. So. Yeah. Um, we are thinking too hard about this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, eventually the, the family all gets reunited. They the, We get some of the best, like, action sequences ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, absolutely. Dash, like, running from the, the giant, like, saw hovercrafts <laughs> i think they're called like viper drones or something like that sure is um, the technical name and then like violet like her making her force field like a giant hamster ball that he runs in it's so great it was really funny some great action and then jack jack runs on water which is really cool jack jack does uh, yeah or uh, uh, dang it not again dash dash runs on water that's two strikes Dan- you say that again and you're out I know, I'm sorry. But Dash runs on water, and supposedly, I read this today, he was supposed to be running, but bam 200 miles an hour. Really? So, yeah. Hmm. Supposedly. Okay. Um, I'll buy it. I, lo- I love that shot where he is, like, uh, where he, like, slams on his brakes, and he's running on water, and he just, like, starts sinking slowly. kind of sinks a little back bit, Back and yeah. forth a couple times, and he just sinks. Like, there's a lot of, like, as, like, good as the action is in this movie... There's some moments where the physics just go like cartoony for a moment, and like that's yeah. one of those moments that he's like kind of like Wiley e. Coyote, like standing on the water for a second. He like, pauses and, then, he just, like, and then he just goes down. Like I love those little moments. Um, yeah, because you forget for a minute that it's water, and you're like, oh, wait, like you no. can't, like you couldn't get away with that in a Marvel movie, but you could get away with that in an animated superhero movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, yeah, and so. The the family all gets together at some point. They realize what Syndrome's plan is, um, and then they fly back on a on a van, a van That's attached hol- to a rocket. A van attached to the rocket that Mrs. Incredible is holding, 
because the the Omni Droid gets sent uh, to Municiburg to destroy it, so that Syndrome can showcase that he is the new hero. Yeah, and so they have a second plane that, like, in the space where the Omni Drone was supposed to be sitting in, they have like an RV. And Mrs. Incredible, uh, I pulled a U for a second. Elastigirl um, is on top of it, like with the camper racks stretched across, like holding and supporting the whole family. It's great, and I I love <laughs> I love how Violet's like just use the coordinates from the last launch. Like she just knows to do that because she's just smart. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I also I, when when they land in the city. And, you know, she releases, she climbs in, and the van makes contact with the interstate. I love that the family's, like, arguing on which is the best route to take. Yeah. To get back, to get to, like, the center of the city. And it's like, eh. Just reminding you again, this isn't just a superhero movie, it's also a family movie. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then this all leads up to the final fight, which is just a great... Very good fight. ...scene. Um, mm-hmm. of action like the there's there hadn't been a lot of like big like city big superhero yeah. well i'm talking about like movies before the incredibles like oh, we, oh, okay. uh, after this we had like transformers i would say is a big one avengers where it's like in new york city they're getting attacked by aliens or whatever there mm-hmm. hadn't been a whole lot of movies like this at least not as many as there are now not and, that like I can it's think just of. such a well done like well blocked action scene it's so well yeah, done. brad brad bird does a very good job of coordinating fight scenes and action because scenes. it's just like everything is you know exactly what's happening at all times it's not confusing like it's in like a transformers movie it's like okay i get it the robots are fighting the other robots but like in every shot you understand what each character is trying to do it's like really mm-hmm. easy to follow but also just really entertaining everything i don't know it's great he's good at it Frozone He's shows up, um, does his Frozone thing, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Mister Incredible re- remembers that the only thing strong enough to penetrate the Omnidroid is itself. So mm-hmm. they fire its own claw at it. Very cool scene. And they defeat. Because basically, well, b- well, basically, you know, we kind of glossed over the part with Syndrome, where he kind of showcases to the city, like, "Hey, I'm the one that can beat this robot." And he's just, like, kind of punching the arm barely, but he's also controlling it from his wrist, like, making its arms fall off or making it not right. work or something like that. It's all a reason. And then the, yeah, then the robot learns through AI that it doesn't need to serve its master, and so it figures out how to defeat Syndrome, and then Syndrome kind of cowers away. Yep, and so, yeah, yeah. So then they... But he, he just kind of runs off at some point during this fight, right? Yeah, he, then, he gets, well, his, his rocket boot, like, malfunctions, yeah. and he gets, like, shot on top of a building. And so they defeat it, and then it's like, it's over, but where's Syndrome? <laughs> and yeah, exactly. You kind of forget about him for a little they bit. They talk to their, like, lawyer friend. I guess he's not a lawyer. What it, he's, a, he's like a lobbyist for a branch of the government that's supposed to be keeping the, um, the supers underground. Yeah. And so he relocates them. They, yeah. So they, they, they don't know like what this means for like the future of supers, but he's like, th- this movie doesn't end on supers being legalized because that's much of what Incredibles two is about. But, mm-hmm. um, um, he's basically just like, good job. <laughs> we'll see what yeah, this means like, for the future. We'll and see, what ha- see what happens. Yeah. They go home to there to pick up Jack, Jack, who's been with a babysitter and, uh, Kari, Kari. Um, and he is in. There's a new babysitter in town, and his name is Incredible Boy. 
Um, and so, yeah, Syndrome, Syndrome is just in their house. And yeah. he's taking the baby. I don't really... I guess... What was his motivation for taking Jack-Jack at that point? I, I guess just, like, a final punch of, like, hey, um, you know, you won, but I'm going to win. You, you won the battle, but I'm winning the war by, like, stabbing you in the heart by stealing your child. And so he flies up in the air with Jack-Jack. Um, and then there's this great moment where Jack-Jack reveals that he has, like, a bunch of powers. Um, he turns yeah, into, like, like a little four, double he, man. Four powers. He has Metal Mario powers. <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> He's a fire boy. He can do so many things. And then uh, Syndrome like drops him and gets sucked into a jet engine in this kid's movie. <laughs> he gets sucked into a jet turbine and then gets chopped into little bits and the plane explodes. Because Edna was like, hey, no capes. They're dangerous. And we see that that is true. I also love that callback that it's like he, he had the cape because he wanted the hubris of looking like a classic superhero. And that was his demise. Yeah, I love that. Um, his suit is just the, the S like the huge S that takes up his whole torso. I just love his suit. It's so good. Yeah. Well, the original, like the, when the movie was made, Syndrome was originally just supposed to be in it like a little bit at the beginning of the movie. Like he wasn't the main bad guy. What do you mean when it was made? Like what? Like whenever it was originally conceived, like store, when it was storyboard. So what was the movie about then? I don't they they didn't reveal it but it had a different villain but syndrome was supposed to be in it for just a little bit interesting didn't know that yeah but and yeah and then after that they're uh, they're at a track meet and it looks like bam uh dash has been able to compete he's allowed to compete track and he, i love the scene of them like it's like the 40 what is it 400 meter dash or whatever and uh dash can clearly smoke these kids no problem and his family's like, no, slow down, speed up, come on, don't lose. Basically, like telling them to just become be in second. And all the families around him are like, what? You know, what's this about? He's like speeding up and then slowing down. Slowing and down. So and speed. Yeah. Um, and he went. No, he, he comes in comes second. In place. second. They're yeah. like, yeah, second place. And now all the families are looking at him like they're crazy because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you so happy that your kid got second yeah, place? And um, then uh, Tony Ridinger sees that Violet has moved the hair out of her eyes. <laughs> And he asks her on a date. I think she asks him on a date. She's kind like, of yeah. <laughs> he he's like trying to ask her on a date, and then she just like kind of puts her finger to his lips and is like, "Let's go see a movie. movie. I'll buy the yeah. popcorn. She gonna buy that popcorn. She gonna buy that good popcorn too because she's using that superhero money. She's, it's gonna be a great side for her big old slice of Tony loaf that she's gonna be sneaking <laughs> into that theater. Sneaking into that theater, <laughs> Tony loaf and popcorn. Maybe Gross. some chili and cornbread with it. Wink, wink. It's the good combination. Um. Yeah, and then the Underminer shows up. <laughs> yeah, for you, for all those Pixar fans, they're wondering, hey, where's John Ratzenberger fit into this? Yep. And then he, he has bur- one line. he bores from under the ground. Behold the Underminer, and then he kind of goes along, and then you see like a cutover of the the family putting on their superhero mask, and Mister Incredible pulling open his shirt to reveal the the eye, his logo, and then that's the end of the movie. Is it the end of the movie? Because the best part of the movie is the end credits score. <laughs> is the yeah? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's so good. I had to sit through when I saw Incredibles two. I had to sit through all the credits because like both times that I saw it because I just knew it would be. You knew it'd be great. I just said incredible and wasn't thinking about the fact that this movie <laughs> is called The Incredibles. 
So yeah, um, great movie, long movie for a Pixar film. For an it animated is. Film. It's it's very long for a, an animated because animation is like expensive and hard to do. And like Brad Bird was like, it's "Hey, all, I'm gonna yeah. make this movie as long as it takes to tell the story and not just make it like a tight ninety minutes like every other animated movie has been up yeah. to this point." And and they're also you know animated movies are traditionally geared towards children, so you know they want to keep them succinct to keep the children you know. At bay, more or less. Yeah. At bay. <laughs> At um, bay. Yeah. So uh, I don't think we. Ha- I mean, like this is. We both love this movie. As, as I said, I, it. It's better every time I watch it. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies. Want to get into our three questions? Uh yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead. Good for kids. Yes. Yes. Great for kids. Great for kids. The best for kids. The best movie for kids. Uh, uh, I don't have any. I don't have any reason why it wouldn't be. Honestly, no. I mean, like, it's there's some violence, but like, it's there's <laughs> violence in real life. Kids get used to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like nothing is like in a is in in a negative light. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is like it. I th- I think it's got good messaging for the most part. Um, is it yeah. good for adults? Yeah, I would say even yeah. better for adults. I I yeah. think it's like it's good for kids, but like I think this movie is. It's got so much to say that I think it's even better for adults. Yeah, it, it, it definitely stands alone as a movie that you wouldn't be like, really, you're a 30-year-old man and you went and saw The Incredibles? No, no. It works for you too, buddy. Go see that movie. Yep. Um, does it stand the purely nostalgia test of time? I mean, yeah, like uh, more absolutely. than anything. Yeah. Um, it has done more than that. It has aged like it's it's gotten better with age for me yeah for sure i will watch this movie 10 more times in my lifetime yeah me too i mean it it has aged very well and it will to continue to age very well all right so yeah. uh you know now that we see that it's got a, a three out of three of a nostalgia rating it's jersey goes into the rafters of our pantheon congratulations yep uh we want to move into some of our some of our silly bits. I've got I've got some I've got a craving. What's your craving? I've just got such a craving for some hot takes me, from online right now. Let me tell you. Let me pull these let me pull these hot takes steaming out of the oven from 2004. <laughs> are they <laughs> really bacon for quite some time? Most of them are. And uh, you know, like kind of like I to let them cool for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, uh, a lot of like what we said earlier this movie got a lot of really good praise critically and commercially and because uh, it made a lot of money at the box office too um but i think like initially overall domestically the movie cost like 92 million to make and and domestically it made like 650 million dollars <laughs> so it, it did more. very well it has the highest dvd sales of any movie ever so that's that's a big feat that it accomplished. That's so, super um, interesting. Was was this super. at the time that it came out? No, it had to be. This is right? this is this is still like still has the highest rated. I guess DVD that t- probably like Blu-ray came out like later after that. So like DVD, exactly. well, DVD as a medium out, specifically. That makes a lot of sense. I would. Blu-ray I came that. Blu-ray came out like right around when this movie was released. Yeah, but so. it wasn't big for a few more years after that. I would think so. exactly, exactly. Yeah, but um, I'll buy it. Yeah, cool. You'll buy it. But um, this movie doesn't have a lot of really bad reviews that would be funny to read. So I'm just gonna find a few that um, 
are kind of dumb sounding and a lot of people try to be clever with the way that they wrote their reviews that they didn't like it like this guy uh this comes from john gornfeld he gave it a two out of ten and i don't really get the way he worded this but it's the omnibot 7000's first screenplay don't, what? don't understand that yeah i don't know and a lot of people like i said try to be clever and use puns in their titles like this run from fleet mind he gave it a one out of ten and he said incredibly mediocre and uh that's very funny it was very funny and then uh from this one comes from merwin groat and it's a three out of ten and it just says the unremarkables so um, wow. insert, great job, everyone. Insert a soundtrack in that. But you know, this film, this you know segment is supposed to highlight cynicism, but it's so hard to be cynical about this movie, honestly. Yeah, you can't be. I mean, you're wrong if you are. If you try to. Yeah, you are. You are wrong. There's no way for you to say that this movie is bad because you're you're a dumb man. But all or right, woman. so um, yeah, a dumb man or a woman. Yeah, so women can be dumb too. <laughs> Look, look, but, it's time to acknowledge <laughs> that women can be dumb, too. It's 2018. we got to be honest yeah. about this. I'm really craving one other thing. What do you crave? I feel I can't say this out loud. i got to whisper it. All right. Clint, I want some sinful moments. <laughs> I love that every time. So, yeah, sinful <laughs> moments where we talk about the Parent's Guide version of, or Parent's Guide overview of this movie. Divided into sections of sex and nudity, uh, violence and gore, profanity, alcohol and drug abuse, and fighting and intense scenes. So uh, I'm just going to choose a few sections from this, Eli. So I'm going to choose our favorite section, sex and nudity. Yay. Uh, Do you want to tell me one thing that you found in the sex and nudity section? Well. Or that you're guessing is in it? Probably the most offensive thing to me is that it is implied that Mr. Incredible is having an affair with his wife, even though we know he's not. And so we're supposed to believe that at least that his wife thinks he might be having an affair. And that's offensive to me as Mm -hmm. a person, just knowing that that is even an an idea that was entertained. So I would say that's definitely a reason to not let children watch this movie. It is on there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite one from this, there's a lot about Elastigirl in this. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, one of them is um, Elastigirl checks out her rear end in a mirror. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> um, Mirage wears an outfit that reveals a bit of cleavage. A bit? Yeah, a bit of cleavage. And a children's movie? <laughs> yep, just a bit. Uh, so let's find another section here. Let's move on to the uh, alcohol and drug abuse. All right, well, uh, I think... I think they have alcoholic drinks when he when he meets Mirage and they sit at that really long table with the lava waterfall behind him. Mm-hmm. There's some alcohol involved there, right? Uh, no. What? No. Are you sure? That does not talk about that in this. Okay. Well, what does it say? But one of them is they mentioned when Mr. Incredible is flying to the island for a second time in the autopilot, they say, care for another mimosa, Mr. Incredible. No, they're having brunch? Yeah, they're having brunch. No. Care for another mimosa. All right. So he, a mimosa is um, 
typically vodka mixed with orange juice. Vodka? But, um, it's champagne, you dumb idiot head. Well, you're not drinking it, right? <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> um, and then another one. I'm from burning all my copies of this movie. <laughs> the alcohol and drug abuse section, it says Edna Mode smokes a cigarette. So. Oh, no, she does not. She Edna. has like one of those long ones. Edna, no. Edna, no. Edna. Edna, Edna. Darling, my kids are going to watch this movie someday. Do you want my kids Ed- smoking cigarettes? Edna, darling. And then I uh, thought it was move. very scandalous that she said, "My God, pull yourself together." As a kid, my, really? Yeah, is that in the profanity section? <laughs> um, I, yes, it is. It is. I thought I thought it would be for an animated movie. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, it also she says, said "My that God." She's like they also say she wasn't Jesus. praying, Clint. <laughs> my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, Helen? Pull yourself together. <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of all of it. There's not a lot. There's um, most of it is just violence, talking about like a man pun- is punched in the face and loses several teeth. A I robot, mean, a man, a man gets hit. You know, whatever. I think a if de- this a decomposing superhero is shown. I think if this movie was live action with all the action scenes remaining pretty much the same, it would be PG thirteen. Probably so. Probably. It's so. violent enough to be a PG thirteen movie. So I'm going to move on to something now before we wrap up. Okay. Um, I don't know what you're do about you, to do. Do you remember No. a few years ago, before Incredibles 2 came out and before the new date was announced, how you and I determined that we were going to write a sequel? Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we had a lot of ideas for the Incredibles sequel. Do, do you remember your idea? Uh, I remember bits and pieces of it. It wasn't really a cohesive like story idea so much as like concepts and like characters and where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it My, was jumped okay. forward in time by a yeah. lot. It was mine, like, hey, mine I'm not done. Very different. Okay, <laughs> I, I just want to talk about mine really quick. It's me. I'm. It's me, my turn me, now. Me, me, um, me, me. Jack Jack was like in me. middle school. Dash is however old he would be, like uh, mm-hmm. college maybe. And then, like, yeah. Violet, it was, like, married and has a kid, and her kid was a super. And then, like, uh, I don't uh, – that's all I really remember. Like, I, I just remember it w- – I had a whole, like, plot worked out that me and you worked out together, largely. Um, yeah. And it was very dark and stupid. It wasn't – like, it wasn't good. Okay, let's hear <laughs> no. yours. Um, mine that I came up sort of with you a little bit, somewhat by myself, is um, – all right. So, it, mine's also in the future, current time. Uh, let's start with this. Uh, bam, Frozone, dead. And um, it, Bad, I am not on board. <laughs> uh, he gets killed. He gets killed, saving someone. And uh, or Dash is now in the army, and he's, like, fighting as himself, not as, like, a super. And then he gets captured and put in a POW camp and uh by the enemy side obviously and he thinks it's just because he's on the opposing side but it turns out the uh the opposing side has been capturing supers from around the world and putting them in pow camps to like brainwash them and fight for him so that he can control the world and which is kind of similar to how incredibles 2 was in a way um and then um that his family had to come save him more or less Hmm. Okay. Um. This is a bad film, and I don't want it. I don't want this I, film. Mm, I think it could have been. What good. was the point of Frozone dying? At the show, there's some stakes, man. Um. I don't like it. <laughs> but um, kind of moving on a little bit forward, I always I like to speculate with 
theories about a lot of things. And I told you a theory that I had about this movie, and you insisted. Oh, it's that so I was a, bad! A it's dumb stupid. Idiot. All right, I just hey listeners, this theory's stupid. It's not real. Okay, go it's ahead. It's not. It's not. Okay. So where do you think they got their powers from? Uh, the government. That's what I'm saying. I no. think that they got their powers from the government, and it's... they worked as employees or agents of the government. There's a lot that's hinting at this. Nope. I there there is a lot like okay. Bob, what are Bob, the things? Bob, okay, like whenever they um, you know, they have to go into the hi- in the hiding. They talk about how the government is paying out you know these people to settle these claims against the superheroes and also when mr incredible gets relocated he's relocated through the government and the government issues this hiding the superhero act it is insane to me that you think that's evidence that the government gave them powers what they well, have that, to that, do something with the superheroes. Well, I, I'm, I'm, move, I'm moving on a little bit for, you know you're, you're okay. jumping ahead a little bit you're jumping i just ahead. you're a dumb idiot uh, <laughs> Talking about how they got their superpowers, this I'm inferring a lot with this one. I think them being employees of the government is not a stretch by any means of the imagination. But um, then I'm, I'm 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 definitely I'm de- <laughs> I'm stretching a little bit with saying that they got their powers from the government because. This is just because I like to speculate, uh-huh. but um, you know, whenever they they got their powers, uh, one hint is that the the teacher, you know, whenever Dash is putting the tack on his chair, he's like, I have no idea how he does it, I don't understand it, and mm-hmm. it's because kids can't be given powers; they can only inherit them from their parents because powers are not natural. Powers are not given. They're they're not born with their powers unless their parents had that super gene activated beforehand. And also, the you fact don't even that know what a gene is. A, a genome. A genome. You can't it's activate a, a gene. The the government doesn't activate genes. Do you know that? Are you a part of the government? Are you the president of the United States? Clint's a moron. Well, and then also, there's also a surprising lack of super villains. Villains with superpowers. This is your only and interesting point. There, there are no villains with superpowers, and it's because the government did not make villains with superpowers. But none of Bam. the people that they, that they gave powers to would have like evil desires? That's what you're saying? No, because they're agents of the government and they have chips in their brains like the Suicide Squad that they could blow up at any moment. I do think it's interesting, and we'll talk about this more next week, that both of the Incredibles movies have a villain who just uses technology and doesn't have powers. Exactly. Um, but no, I think that's a load of dookie nonsense. It doesn't <laughs> add anything to the story I think it's a fun theory. at all. It's I think it's a fun theory. Well, it's a theory. It's not a fun one, though. I liked it. Okay. You're allowed to like <laughs> things. Yay. Thank you for letting me like something. I don't right. like you, though. Mm, appreciate it. Uh, I think it's about time for us to wrap this bad boy up and put a bow on it. Yep. I feel good about ending this episode that you have terrible theories on. I? Yeah, it's a good theory. Like and comment this post if you think it's a good theory. Yeah, comment on this podcast episode. Yeah, go to our podcast website and comment on it. Um, well, you can 
talk to us on social media if you want. Yeah, you um, can actually. Because we do right. have a Twitter account. And it's called at Purely Nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a personal Twitter Twitter account. It's called <laughs> at Elisha P Smith. You have a personal what? Quitter account. A personal, a qu- you're a quitter. I have a personal Quidditch account. Um, <laughs> uh, do you have a, a Quitter account? I do. Uh, my personal Quitter account is at Clint J H Page. Jazz hands. And as usual, yeah, as usual, that Clint that J H does stand for jazz hands. You haven't said jazz hands in the intro in a while. And that's kind of upsetting me. I'll do it the next time. I promise. Um. We do have a Facebook group, too, Purely Nostalgia. You'll have to request to join it, and uh, it is we'll prime. let you in. <laughs> Trust me, we'll let you in. Um, Letterboxd, I'm on there. Elisha P. I don't Smith. have one. Yeah, he doesn't have one. Um, I don't believe in it. I'm Baptist. <laughs> I thought you were a uh, Piscatarian. Yep. Um Okay, so is that the made is that the made up denomination from Drake and Josh? Yeah, that I just realized that I stole a joke <laughs> from Drake and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Incredibles two week or episode comes out a week from today, um, July eighteenth, next Wednesday, and then we will be waiting two weeks. We'll go back on our bi weekly schedule. Um, mm-hmm. So on August first, our next episode will come out. We know what that movie's going to be, but we're not telling you guys until next week. No, sir, but it's going to be a good summer movie. It's going to be a good summer movie. Came out quite around a wet the same film. time. Quite a wet film. Came out around the same time as The Incredibles, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check. Yes, 2004. Came out the same year, around the same time of year, too. We'll see you next week. And yes. as always, Clint, sign us out. <laughs> Why do I have to say the intro? See you soon, Mr. Incredible Skanath, for listening. <laughs> sneaky devil are you a sneaky devil i'm a sneaky devil i'm a snake in the grass <laughs> ain't na- nothing but a snake in, in the grass, grass. he's a liar he call hallelujah lord hallelujah, elijah rock oh elijah rock elijah elijah rock he yeah oh, ha, ha. <laughs>